0: Welcome back to Sidewalk Skyline Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Rogers, and the podcast is still parked in Peterborough for at least a couple more episodes, and uh, we'll we'll get to other places in the new year. Uh, But on today's episode, I'm having a conversation with uh, David Ibaolobi, and uh, he is a Nigerian-born. Germany uh, was where he did post-secondary. And, and now he's in Canada, studying at Canada Christian College, and uh, David um, is, uh, works in IT, and, uh, but uh, he has a calling that has really brought him to Peterborough, and um, <clears throat> it's kind of a unique uh, calling in that uh, God's been speaking to him about planting a church among the homeless, and uh, so uh, that hasn't fully taken shape yet, but that seed is germinating in David. And David's a man of prayer. I think you're going to enjoy listening to what he has to say. So let's, uh, let's go to a kitchen uh, just outside Peterborough where I had my conversation with David. One of the things that uh, gets to happen when um, I'm recording podcast episodes like this is I get to be in different places with different people and uh, so before we uh, do anything and I introduce David uh, to everybody, um, <clears throat> I just want to say thank you to uh, Scott Cooper for uh, opening his uh, home and uh, letting us sit in his kitchen. Clearly, his his wife is out for the evening because we're in here moving things around and setting up lights and making a mess. So, welcome, David.
1: Thank you. Too. I'm I, just be here.
0: Yeah. So, um, David uh, and I uh, we met. Uh, we were on a um, a uh, church planters uh, network Zoom call, and. Uh, uh, I got to hear just uh, the short five-minute version of his testimony of coming to the Lord. And, I, and I, right away I thought, oh, I want to I wanna hear more about that. And, uh, and then when the Zoom call went to breakout rooms, there were four of us in the breakout room together. So I got to, got to ask you. And so thank you for uh, saying yes to being on the episode. So, uh, David, um, just uh, to give people a, a, a bit of uh, a sense of who you are, uh, tell us about uh, your work and tell us about your, your family and also your studies that you're engaged in right now.
1: Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I work um, in an IT company for hospitality mm-hmm. and um, I work as an um, interface manager Data quality. Yeah. Um, so I manage um, the hotel data, Joe mm-hmm. uh, data specifically, for more um, than one million hotels worldwide. So, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that what we, we, we data
0: we, management for one million hotels, hotels worldwide. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. So the the company is situated in uh cologne germany Mm -hmm. so i work remotely from here in canada yeah yeah (laughs) and um currently i'm at um canada christian college Mm -hmm. trying to um secure an md of master of divinity Mm -hmm. a theological program uh towards um yeah to empower myself for the ministry
0: Yeah. yeah yeah and so, tell me about uh, Agatha, and I don't think I know your kid's name, so tell tell me about
1: uh, what waits for you at home. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, my lovely wife, uh, if you happen to watch this <laughs> or listen to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. We don't
0: have to tell her about it if, if you don't want her to. Okay, no, it. no, it's fine. Uh,
1: <laughs> my wife's name is Agatha, uh, and she's... Uh, Ah, she brings joy to me every day, and uh, um, I feel very lucky uh, mm-hmm. to have her in my life. And we're blessed with two children, mm-hmm. uh, Ruth and Joshua. Ruth, um, she's five, mm-hmm. and then Joshua will be four next month. The five and four. Yeah, so oh. they're so close. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of being a dad? Oh, it's. It's a blessing to be a dad. And so, yeah. um, and um, also it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Also, and um, yeah, that's, um, I'm grateful uh, that God blessed us. Yeah. Even when we, um, you know, you know when you get married as a young uh, couple, you want to enjoy yourself, and for having kids, that was our plan. But yeah. But well, because we are children of God, we are open for God to intervene mm-hmm. in our plans. So um, so our kids came when we were not, uh, they came earlier, like they just rushed into our life. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord just brought them you yeah. know, into our life uh, when we were thinking, oh, we need time to enjoy ourselves. Yeah, we're professionals. Yes. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, whenever we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. But God said, no, honey, <laughs> I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, clearly uh, yeah. you and, and uh, Agatha were uh, ready too because uh, the Lord doesn't make a mistake in His time. That's ministry. true. That's yeah. True. So, um, going back to uh, when you uh, were, uh, I heard you last week telling a little bit of your testimony. Um what I came away with uh, in that meeting and thought, I need to hear more about this, you said that your dad, uh, your father, uh, uh, who was Muslim, um, uh, was uh, uh, given a vision uh, that his his son would become a pastor. And uh, so um, <clears throat> that's that's a story I would love for you to share. So, Take us back to uh, Nigeria and uh, life as uh, in, in a Muslim household, and uh, where does this vision come in, and how do you end up uh, today
1: walking with Jesus? So let's let's hear that. So yeah, um, so um, yeah, I was born um, into a Muslim family. My Family of eight, happened to be the seventh uh, child, four boys, four girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when I was born, um, I, then my dad was um, um, Quran instructor, a very um, an imam, an imam. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so it was a very passionate uh, Islam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So um, he, the way customary what they have done, uh, there was this imam in, in the Muslim community there who. Um, people regard him as a seer, so he, he he could see into your future. So so like they did in all the other children. So they would take the child and take it to this imam. The imam will pray and then and he will tell what this child will become. So that's usually why people take their children to him. Mm-hmm. So they took my like my, my parents um, narrated to me. They took me. To, to him as usual and then he as he carried me and he was praying and he started smiling and and um, told my mom and dad then who were muslim and said uh, this child uh, will grow up to be a pastor <laughs> and um, and um, a pastor or a a native doctor what you would call in this day a witch doctor a pastor or, or a, a witch, witch doctor, doctor. Boy, that's good news
0: for a Muslim uh, imam. No, it wasn't
1: the good news at all. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the good news for them. And uh, But my mom uh, rejected like what she told me in her heart. She rejected the um, witch doctor. No, my child cannot be a witch doctor. But pastor is not bad because she um, had already identified as a Christian. Uh, though, I mean, then uh, their parents were traditional worshippers. Uh, mm-hmm. and and um so, but she grew up with her uncle, who was a Christian, mm. so she grew up in the west, the Yoruba land, so, and um, yeah, so um she was happy and happy she didn't say um, later she 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 told me this, and yeah, so that's so growing up um uh, unfortunately for my Muslim uh, parent, I was the only child who was didn't like Islam, so I was. Uh, rebellious. I was um, not, you know, observing the prayers like my other ones. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, engaged and um, so yeah. So as and also as a, a Quran instructor, he was teaching children Quran. So yeah. and yeah, I get I got a lot of uh, discipline for not um, uh, reciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the passages correctly, not um, memorizing correctly, and um, yeah. And you and you cheated
0: on Ramadan too, didn't Yes, you? I
1: cheated on Ramadan. Yeah. Um, I, I joined them to wake up to, to eat in the morning, five a.m. Uh, and um, yeah, pretend I was fasting, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> during the day I sneak to eat. You know, a couple of times, and then in the evening, I just pretend I, I've been fasting all day. Pretending to be a good Muslim. Been, to be a good Muslim, but I, you know. <laughs> but you knew you weren't. I, I was. I <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you yeah, so at that time, um, yeah, my dad um, noticed this, but I was also attracted to Christianity in a way because we had um, Christians, uh, or uh, uh, not so far away from us. And I just, I just like their freedom. I like, I loved the way they dress, the way they they, the they, mm-hmm. they live their life. I just admire them. You know, mm-hmm. it was when I came to the Lord, um, I discovered that it was Jesus that I was just um, that I was attracted to, mm-hmm. um, because Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the head of a believer. You know, he's, yeah. he's the one. You know, so yeah, I was attracted. So I sneak to church uh, mm-hmm. with them, and then I come back. I get some serious discipline from my dad um i call it discipline i won't say <laughs> uh, he, for, for lack of a better word <laughs> just use the word discipline um yeah so i get a lot of punishment from him and um, yeah yeah so it was then my mom now reminded my dad that maybe that forgotten that this boy was um just prophesied um okay i call it prophecy now mm-hmm. it was prophesied that um He will walk this path, Mm -hmm. so um, so kind of brought memory back, and then my dad kind of reduced the punishment, but not like he didn't stop the punishment. Yeah, yeah.
0: So growing up in Islam, uh, you had a um, a a certain reverence for uh, Isa Jesus. And yeah. for uh, Mary, yeah, and uh, the a, uh, high regard for uh, the, the, the 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 other scripture, the Old Testament, not the Quran, the Quran, but also yeah. to a lesser degree, yes, the uh, the Old and New
1: Testament, the the, the Old Testament, yeah, because, more Old Testament, yeah, because um, um, Abraham. Abraham, Moses, is, is yeah. Musa, in, Musa, in the Quran. So, yeah. yeah, so some of the stories in the Old Testament actually are in the Quran. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, though the, the narrative might be a little bit different, but it's yeah. the same. Um, yeah. So, um, uh,
0: you you grew up in a Muslim house. You, it was prophesied by the seer that you were going to be a pastor or a witch doctor. Uh, your mom hid the Pastor, part of that in her heart rejected the witch doctor, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you secretly began going to church. And at what point did you uh, make the decision? Uh, I want to follow Jesus. I want to be a Christian. I want to be baptized.
1: Did yeah. that? How did that all fit in? Yeah. So um, obviously not under my dad's <laughs> roof. Yeah. Uh, um, so but. As God will have it, I think, because of my destiny, uh, I think uh, God had to intercept and um, miraculously, because it was the greatest miracle that happened in my family that my dad um, combated in 1995. Combined to become, he was preached by a Pentecostal pastor. from a denomination called Deeper Life. Deeper Life? Yeah. yeah. Deeper Life Bible Church okay. in Nigeria. Yeah. So, yeah, he got converted and uh, he came home and said he's now a Christian. Hmm. And it was a shock to the whole uh, Muslim community, you know, looking at the, his position as the Quran instructor. So, everybody looked up to him. So, he was really a slap on the Muslim community. So, hmm. we were kicked out. Yeah. From the um, place we were staying, because yeah. it was only Muslim that was allowed to stay in that community, in that neighborhood. Yeah. So we kicked out, and when we kicked out, um, a Christian uh, family, uh, Catholic family, uh, took us in, and because when we kicked out, we, we, my dad was like, it was just like you have to leave now, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. There was no time to quickly get a home. So they, they took us in. They showed us so much love. And um, so, yeah, and from there, we now slowly got a place and moved in to a more uh, liberal community. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so it was the, at that time that I began to... I was excited. I was the most happiest among the, the children. Yeah. I went to school the next day and uh, told my teacher, my integrated science teacher, I said, I am now a Christian, and she's also part of this denomination, Deep Alive. Yeah. And then she was helping me. She took me up, and we were dancing, and I told her, I want to change my name. What was your name? My name was Dauda. Dauda. Yes, Dauda. So I said, can you give me a Christian name? I don't know any Christian name. Can you give me one? She looked at me. Okay. It was like a task, you know, Mm and I was like, hmm. She just looked at me and said, okay, you'll be called David. David. Yes. That's how I got the name <laughs> David. So but later I found I just I, I discovered that um David means Dauda in Arabic. Wow. So you I, got the same name. I had to say, yeah, yeah. All the why I had the same but just in a different yeah context, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um so that's how my journey so but naturally I just love to work for God. So I became um uh, okay, let me tell you how we got into Catholic Church because mm-hmm. even though we got uh my dad converted to Christianity through Pentecostal, we went to church, Pentecostal we church, but unfortunately um the doctrines were not um graceful to mm-hmm. us because my mom uh, the the friends who went to the church, my mom wore jewelry dressed mm-hmm. very flamboyantly yeah. and the the, 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 the the highlight of the sermon was that those who wear jewelry, um, goes to we go to hell. Oh, went to the wrong church. Yeah, so it was a really bad experience. Yep. Imagine the joy I had. Yeah, you know, and also my dad uh, going to church for the first time. And um, yeah, so we mm. got home from that service, and that's a no more church in the town.
0: So don't go to a
1: joy snuffing church. No, <laughs> no more church. So they stopped going to church. Um, yeah, and uh, but our friend uh, with the Catholic family began to invite my mom you know Mm -hmm. so she she went with them one day and she was welcome with so much grace Mm -hmm. and love without judgment and all that so so that's how we found ourselves in Catholic Church I go to Catholic Church my parents remarried again in Catholic Church Mm -hmm. and I as this boy who has this calling in his life I just I started working with a priest. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, I was working as a masava mm-hmm. altar boy. Mm-hmm. So we have the priest during the homily yeah, and the service. Yeah. So yeah, um that's how and then my parents were happy I was doing that because they feel yeah, and they my dad specifically desired that I should be a priest, a Catholic priest. Mm. But while growing up, I fantasize having kids. I fantasized yeah. about marriage. So one day, I told my dad, I said, I like women. Yeah. I will be a miserable um, priest if I <laughs> 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 if I follow. <laughs> so there's
0: a there's a progression here. Yes. In your father's house, uh, you could not follow Jesus until your father. Followed Jesus. Jesus, yeah, and now uh, that uh, he is a Christian, uh, now uh, there's this sense of you should be a priest, Catholic priest, but going back to what the seer said, the seer didn't say a priest, priest he, he said to be a, a pastor. pastor. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: so yeah, so um, so I told my dad I couldn't. Um, Go to the um, you like women, yes, yes. I like women. Again, I try to do women, so it would be, yeah, a very miserable thing, to, yeah, <laughs> to stay with. I get married, joy so, snuffer, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so but when did actually come, even though I was serving in church, in Catholic church, I was, um, you know, working for God, but I wasn't saved, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was still lost, mm-hmm. you know, but I knew something was missing, mm-hmm. so but. So then when I was in high school, my, there's this um, organization called Scripture Union. Mm. Yeah. You know Scripture Union? Yeah. I think yeah. It came from the U.S., but it came with, like, it was a, during that period, it was a massive revival of those guys brought from Nigeria that every secondary school, there was a fellowship wow. for high school students. Wow. So every day, they have prayer meetings and Bible study. In classrooms, Mm. so, and these people will come from outside and then do it, and then after a while they have some students who now do the Bible study. And then so they've been inviting me, like, you know, being a Catholic, like these guys always speaking in tongues, praying. They look too serious. Yeah. You know, so um, so one day I was invited, you know, I was invited to come for their um, youth camp. Holiday camp uh, meeting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was in two thousand mm-hmm. um, and two. In that meeting, August tenth, precisely, I gave my life to mm. Christ, mm. and it was it was uh, it was the day I will never forget. The same camp meeting on the eleventh, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Wow! In one of the evening meetings. Yeah. So it was from that moment things became very led to me mm. i became like ah, like there was this joy there's this clarity of purpose i began like god there's something about my life mm. you know and then i began to you know pursue after god mm. but still i was in catholic church i mm. didn't leave i yep. got saved but i went back yep. saved, being a mass server you know helping yeah. the priest Altar boy. You know, yeah. yeah yeah so but i was reading my bible i was going for evangelism. There was one time I went to preach on the street was a little boy coming back home. There was a guy I met and then I tried to talk to him and he gave me a dead slap. Mm. You know, I, I got some, um, yeah. So there was a time that, you know, even when I was beating, I felt, I felt joy, yeah. you know, sharing the gospel. So, so that was where, um, you know, my journey with the Lord began.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: So, uh, let's uh, fast forward a little bit. You uh, end up uh, doing uh, university studies uh, in Nigeria and then going to uh, Bonn, Germany? Yes. And uh, so, um, and it was in Bonn that you met? Uh, Agatha? Yes,
1: my wife. Okay, so
0: that's that's a story I want to hear.
1: Okay, yeah, so um, yeah, I finished, I did my bachelor at dahosa University. Mm-hmm. I know you know Benzindahousa, Archbishop of Benzindahousa. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I went to his university. It was there, actually, um, God opened me up to campus ministry mm-hmm. because uh, the school is unique in such a way that when you come in, you don't just always school, but you have opportunity to have a foretaste of leadership yeah. and ministry. So, I, I was um about prior before I went there, I did diploma in geology in a mm-hmm. Federal University, mm-hmm. and then before I moved to the private university to do my uh, my bachelor in computer science. Mm-hmm. But before I even get into university at all, the Lord kept me at home for two years. Hmm. After high school, I couldn't get into university. Wow. In fact, I was I, I the the first year was I was crying. I said, Lord, why and, you know I you know I, I serve you, why even my friends, they've all gone into school. Why am I home? I was you know, lamenting, but it was down two years of my life that Lord actually prepared me for the campus ministry. Hmm. So I, uh, that was you when to, I really you had to grow first. Grow, yeah, had to grow. Yeah. I had to yeah. learn a lot, you know. You know, you know, solitary, you know, and you know. <laughs> learn it, learning, to wait. To wait on the yeah. Lord. So yeah. yeah, so that was um, so after my bachelor, I went to Germany to do my masters in computer mm-hmm. science, and um, yeah, before then, where well, let me just tell you when the Lord when I really had the call, though I was mm. the most prophesied I'll be a pastor, but I really wanted to get the call for myself. Yeah. So I got that call in two thousand and five mm. when I was doing my diploma in geology at University of Benin, mm. Nigeria Idaho State. So um so it was one of my time I was praying. There was this lady I, I liked then, uh, uh, and I was you know, wanted to start a relationship with. So I was praying the Lord. It was, it was like, a, like a, a glory that came into my room and God began to speak to me about the future. It's calling on my life. He told me to drop that relationship. She wasn't the one. No, specifically. No. Yeah. He told me that if I go into that relationship, I will be off my destiny. Mm. So he really spoke expressly. But I wrestled with the Lord because I didn't want to be um, a pastor at that time. I, mm-hmm. I, pastor was not, I, because we were from a poor home, and I wanted to really, you know, go have this career that can, I can make good money and mm-hmm. take care of my family. Mm-hmm. And past, pastors were not really, I, I feel fine. They were doing the work of God it's not something that the kind of wealth i was looking money i was looking for you, I don't, you I, don't
0: become a pastor because of the money exactly so right. i said exactly i said yeah. i don't
1: want to be a pastor so yeah. i wrestled with the lord and i told the lord that i have to go to school mm-hmm. and when the, that encounter happened and the lord did not say anything about don't go to school i said okay i have to go to school so i finished my mm-hmm. that's why i went finished my diploma I went to do my bachelor mm-hmm. and then I went to Germany so I met my wife who mm-hmm. came as a researcher in my university mm-hmm. she came for one year research on climate change and land use mm-hmm. and um, yeah miraculously uh, a friend of mine invited her to uh, our church mm-hmm. and um, and as I said and she was Catholic was yeah she was Catholic yeah you know see this Catholic thing just yeah. <laughs> she was Catholic and she came to Bonn and just to give you background before we met um there was a friend of mine who came to Bonn to do part of our PhD research uh, and we happened to be you know she she came from Cote d'Ivoire she's a Nigerian mm-hmm. she lives in Cote d'Ivoire with her husband. And two kids. So she came after the six months, she went back. Not knowing that the, 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 the funding body that was funding at PhD was the same body that funded my wife's master's hmm. in Nigeria. So they knew in Ghana. Yeah. So when she came to Germany, she called her like, ah, oh, I'm not even born here. She said, ah, oh, okay, I have this friend I want you to meet. His name is David. Oh. He's a very nice guy. I'm not trying to raise my they say. <laughs> it. You it's like a, hearing those Yeah, ways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a very nice guy. He wants yeah. to meet him. He's gonna take you care of, good take you care of, he's gonna help you around and he's not gonna take advantage of you. Not gonna take advantage advantage of you. Of you. So mm-hmm. so when she heard that and then after the call she said she my wife, you know, later she told me that she knew in her spirit that this is the one. So mm-hmm. so for her she said I'm not going to look for him, he's going to look for me. But anyway, as God will have it, she later complied with God and came to our church, and that's how I met her the first time. And I just knew this is my wife. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the rest is history.
2: Hi, my name is EJ and I want to invite you to come to Our City Conference on February 25th, 2023. Our City Conference is an urban ministry training event for people serving in urban ministry contexts. Our cities matter. Our city matters. In the 2021 census, it said that 73.7% of Canada's population live in urban centers. We are intentionally designing this event to help give urban ministry practitioners better tools on how they can serve their community better. We are praying that this event will not only encourage you and help you to serve your community better. We're also hoping that a bunch of us can get together and learn from one another. Register today. Go to our website, ourcitytoronto.ca. We'll even feed you. Food is part of the registration. Our City, Jane and Finch, February 25th, 2023. See you there.
0: So, you didn't want to just uh, play the game with her? Oh, yes, exactly. You you wanted to. Yes, I wanted the Lord to to be very much involved in this.
1: Yes, uh, because it's, you know, um, I know these days um, there is this um, natural way of, you know, seeing someone and just moving ahead. Yeah. But for me personally, anyone I, I see and I like before I met my wife, I always take it to the Lord mm-hmm. and I say, Lord, um I made this lady, she's so beautiful, she's intelligent. Yeah. Uh would you should I go ahead to yeah. tell her my intentions? And usually what I hear is son, walk thou before me and be thou perfect. Mm. He doesn't tell me to go ahead and uh, with a relationship but But you might realize just go yeah so yeah so I was in one relationship like that before I met my wife so we broke up two weeks Mm -hmm. after two weeks I met my wife and um yeah so when I met my wife we was just clear the Lord just told me this is your wife and so when I saw her the first thing I asked her was where is your father's house where is
0: your father's house yeah so
1: because I was showing that
0: to me where where is your father's house like Where are you from? Yes,
1: where are you from? So when you begin to ask a lady, uh, where is your father's house? um, It's kind of raises. It's like you you're just jumping from relationship, like dating, like and having a boyfriend and girlfriend to marriage. This is serious. This is serious. I'm I'm serious about. You know, she was. And that was your first question. That was my first question. Yeah, and and um, yeah, she was shocked, and then she was like, "Why are you asking this? I just want to know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um prior to that time, before she came to our church, my friend Tosin had already told me that she's we are from the same state, Edo State, Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I really want yeah. to know where she's from. Yeah, know? because. Even though that I got that confirmation in my spirit that she's my wife, I will not ask that question. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because in Nigeria, you need parents' consent before to get married. Mm. It's very strong. Mm-hmm. I know these days some people might not take it as serious, but uh, it's a very, and I hold it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I needed to know. And then afterwards, after a month or two, I think I told my dad. I called my dad. I said, "Hey, I found a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to take wine and mm-hmm. take yeah, take your wife, which is my yeah. mom, and yeah. go and uh, make known my intentions because uh, go so, to her parents. Yes, her parents. Yeah. yeah, which is customary. We'll to talk about this. Yeah, which is customary for yeah for us. And my dad did that.
0: That that's an incredible custom. Uh, we don't have that custom here in the same degree. Yeah. Uh, when when I got. Uh, asked my wife to marry me um I also went and uh uh asked uh, her parents uh you know I'd like to marry her you know do I have your consent but um yeah but that that's that's a a very uh family um tight model of how to how to be with someone yeah so um where is your father's house and uh um so she uh she also uh uh lord was working in her life yes and uh you told me about how when uh <clears throat> before she met you um she she was every friday she was fasting and yeah. praying for uh who her husband would be yes and then she told you about that. Yes. And what did you
1: say? When she told me, I told her to stop fasting because she has stop found... Stop fasting, yeah. yeah. Because you found your right. husband. Yeah. I'm the one, so <laughs> that spiritual exercise should stop. And what she say? She said, no, uh, she, she's going to stop until after marriage.
0: Until you're married, yeah, she's okay. going to continue to, to fast it, and to pray. Fast and pray. Wow. You know, I don't
1: know where she got that from, but it's on Pentecostal. Because she was Catholic, yeah, right? So I don't know. But she has been, you know, my wife, even though she uh, was Catholic, but she was open uh, to want to know the Lord. She had a lot of questions being a Catholic and all that. So she was open. I think she even gave her life to Christ, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: not knowing she did. Yeah, yes, because you know she was she, she 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 went to church with some of her uncles who are now uh, Pentecostal, mm-hmm. and she she gave her life to Christ many times in those mm. meetings, but she didn't even know that that was. Uh, she said, "Okay, altar call, if you want to give your life to Jesus," and yeah. she did it, but she didn't really know the significance on the door that opened for right? her because yeah, where she was. That um, was not really taught, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas your father's house? Because we're going to make a new house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you end up uh, in Canada?
1: Wow. For Canada, um, yeah, I've always wanted to live in Canada, mm-hmm. even before I went to Germany. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I should share my story how I went to Germany, Sure. Well. Yeah. it was miraculous, actually um, I was, there was a time, it was just a boarding, to go for my masters, so I didn't really have much funds to really pay international fees, you know, mm-hmm. Canada is so expensive, so at that time, after my bachelor, I didn't really get a job, so I started a business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. But I was also apply, I applied for Commonwealth scholarship with a friend of mine. He's in US now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a professor mm-hmm. in in US. Um, because both of us, we we did in Nigeria. When you finish your bachelor, you do what they call compulsory uh, service for the co- for your country. It's called. Oh. Um. Um. Yeah. It's like paramilitary. So you will be mm-hmm. trained as in the military camp. Mm-hmm. But it's not that you go for any war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like I think, some weeks, and then afterwards you will now be dispatched to different places where you can work mm-hmm. for the government, mostly government parcels, so community service. into service. Yeah. You do that for one year. So yeah. me and this this guy we met in that camp mm-hmm. where we're doing this military training. So we became friends, and he always wanted to co for studies so he was always checking for scholarship and then he found this Commonwealth scholarship we did the exam together went to the interview we didn't make it so he found germany germany yeah, yeah so yeah. he found jenna came and told me that oh i could actually school for free in germany i said you mean free he said yes tuition free no zero tuition i said no it's not possible so he applied for this program in Germany and began to push. David, you need to apply. They You have a bachelor in computer science. They need a yeah. bachelor in this program. I just applied for the engineering, but you they need you are the first choice. Mm. So I said, no, I want to go to Canada. I'm, I'm saving money. So, <laughs> so that was what I told him. I said, no, I'm saving some funds. So when I get enough funds, I will apply to schools in Canada. This guy did not relent. Mm. Every other day. To the point that the day that the application was ending he came to my house and said have you applied i said no he took my computer he applied for me <laughs> he was just asking me what's your name what's wow. your little bed? what's your this what's wow. your this and give me all the documents we had a scanner he scanned everything and applied he he Maybe
0: didn't realize it, but he was uh, uh, involved in the will of God for your life. He was. You would have met Agatha. Yeah, you, I wouldn't have. just went right to Canada. So, he'd be so a, grateful you might to be that a guy. lonely bachelor. Yes. <laughs> or a, an unhappily married man with somebody
1: else. <laughs> somebody else, yeah. And so, so, that's how the guy applied yeah. for me. Yeah. But unfortunately, when the school responded back, I got the admission he didn't get. Wow. So I felt so bad. I mm. said, "Oh God!" So, but I prayed from my spirit for him. I said, "You know what? God will open another door for you, and you will leave this country before me." Mm. That was what I said to him, and it happened. Yeah, and the Lord did it. He he got admission in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. He traveled in twenty, thirteen. I traveled twenty-four wow and now he's a professor of robotics in US. wow so that was a guy god used to open up so when yeah. i got the admission it was then like oh generally, which course is even applied for me i didn't even know then i check <laughs> yeah. the course he yeah. applies there is masters in robotics masters <laughs> in robotics yeah <laughs> would you have picked that for yourself <laughs> no i would have picked that <laughs> I would have been that. So, so when I go to gymnastics, so I trust, trust
0: your friend or or be very careful about your friend. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> the other, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but it was it was good. We're just a doorway. So when I yeah. got to the school, I didn't like the course. Mm-hmm. I applied to pure computer science. Yeah. Um, and I got it and and I switched to university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so
0: you um, uh, get married. And uh, and then you moved to
1: Canada. Yes. Yeah. So when I met my wife, I wrote, like I said, I always wanted to go to Canada. Sorry, yeah. I got distracted from, from That's the sorry. actual question. Yeah. So um so when I met my wife, I told my wife that, baby, Germany is a transit for me. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to live in Canada. So later, when I move to Canada, I said okay, okay. so so after my. School. Before then, I was trying to put documents together to apply for express entry uh, mm-hmm. program, immigration program to Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, my wife was already set, getting settled in Germany and, he's, mm-hmm. and he said, no, I'm not going. I can't go to a new country, no job, nothing, to start mm-hmm. all over again, like no way. So as God would have it, she just sluggishly, flowed with me and we put in the application and um, actually the application is supposed to stay in the pool for one year Mm -hmm. so I just okay, let's just put it there it's one year, we're living our life if they give us, fine, if the will of God for us to go to Canada why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I put in the application on a Monday
2: Mm -hmm.
1: by Friday I got a reply apply, you are now Picked to apply for permanent resident in Canada.
0: Wait, you applied when and you heard On Monday,
1: that? five days, less than five, five
0: days later. Five mm-hmm. days later, I was picked. supposed to be a year.
1: A year, yeah. I was. Then I told my wife, "I said, you see, it's going to be my life. No way. She to believe." <laughs> so okay, let's put in the application for for the permanent resident. Yeah, to put in the application. Exactly six months time, we got the visa. Mm. We got the visa to twenty nineteen permanent resident visa. But my wife was saying, "So can okay, us just come to Canada?" Mm-hmm. And you check it out. We stay for one month mm-hmm. if you like it. We we'll, we we'll, we'll come to Germany and then come back. But if are you are already know, working. I was already working with this company in Germany, in Germany with, this company. with this company. Yeah. So, so I was already working with them. So I took some. One month on my holiday, and we mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. during the heart of COVID, twenty twenty, March. Whoa. We actually landed Toronto Airport. Yeah, March twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Wow. So the whole, the one month, half of it went inside the room, inside the Airbnb in Square One. Wow. Lockdown. You know, you have to do yeah. quarantine and all that. So yeah. But luckily, I have some friends from Asia, some, one one of my beautiful friends, uh, she was bringing food mm. at our door, everything. She did shopping for us. Wow. God bless you to her. She's just she's, she's, she's an amazing person. What a time
0: yeah. to be so moving to, moving, to yeah. a, a
1: completely foreign country. Foreign country, country. So, so we stayed and then my wife began to fall mm-hmm. in love with Canada. The yeah. the we stayed two weeks in there the other two weeks we were able to go out go to the shop, and then so yeah. our friends they, my friends helped him convincing her yeah so then we went back to Germany and stayed it was when I came to Gem, uh, Canada that the Lord began to really put the burden of Canada in my heart to pray for revival no. that was where the burden of Praying for revival. The
0: desire to come to Canada was there a long time. It was there a long time. And when you got here, the burden of prayer for revival...
1: uh, God began to open open me up to that. So when I went back to Germany, that one year I was there, I was praying for Canada, revival. It was during that prayer time God began to open me up to the church, starting a church. You know, and that's why, through that, I, I met you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So, 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 um so he gave me the name of the church and he told me specifically, take my gospel to the homeless. Take so, my gospel to, to the, the homeless. homeless. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and he told me that you will start your church in your basement. In your basement. And I didn't know what that is. In the German context, if, you, even though you're in an apartment building, the ground on the ground floor is usually... Called basement. Yeah. And it's just storage area. So yeah. each, each flat has one, like a big room where you store things, but it's yeah. not livable. You don't live in your basement. You, you can't, you can't yeah. have a prayer meeting there. You can't yeah. do anything. So yeah. I didn't know what that is. So, so when we came to Canada, I everything mean, was, oh, actually, basement, people, someone can live there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's habitable, right? Yeah. So yeah. So that was how, you know, um, God began to open yeah. me up to. Um, starting up a ministry and all that. Well, you know, it's
0: interesting in in listening to the journey that God has had you on and recognizing that uh, in uh, cities all across Canada, uh, you know, we in Canada um, are now um, very much of a mission field. That uh, people from other parts of the world are being sent by God to come to Canada, to, to reach Canadians, and uh, you know, their uh, Canada is uh, more like Europe than it is like the U.S. Uh, in terms of the uh, the spiritual climate. Yeah, you know, and uh, and and it's interesting that um, God. In his calling to you about starting a church in your basement, a church for the homeless, and uh, that that intrigues me because uh, you know one of the the and 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 um, I want to hear in a minute about the the miracle of moving to Peterborough, um, and uh, maybe that's that's uh, be the last question for you is to tell that story about. Moving to Peterborough, but I just want to say before we get there about, you know, um, Bible says about Jesus, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head, right? Uh, that, in other words, uh, he doesn't have a home uh, of this world. In fact, he chooses by the Holy Spirit to make his home inside us, yeah. and when we encounter those in canadian cities that are homeless Uh, they are often the most vulnerable uh, of all our citizens they they are the ones that have to work really hard every day just to survive and uh, and nobody's not too many people are doing them favors you know so god calling you to establish a church for the homeless that is so spiritual you know and 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 he brings you to Peterborough which uh, has a huge homeless problem you know God's doing stirring up things in in Peterborough I know that and 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 you're part of that stirring so so let's talk about um, you, you know, you and your wife, uh, you know, who are living in, in renting, yeah. you know, a place in Mississauga. in Mississauga. Yeah. And she says to you, starts saying to you, we should buy a home. But she had, did she have a part-time job? Yeah, she had, she had yeah, a part-time she had a job, job. And, and two little kids and, and you're working full time, I assume making pretty good money, but you work for a German company, so how in the world would you ever qualify for uh, a mortgage? Mortgage, okay, yeah. Yeah, as, as a newcomer to Canada. like exactly. How would that work? So tell the story.
1: Yeah, so um, so basically there was no, I mean, looking at our state at that time where my wife was you know, pushing for this, there was no way we, we could qualify for a mortgage because one, I don't have a pay stop here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I get my, my salary in euros in my German account and then I have to move it to my Canadian account for us to pay for you. See. So that was how we are living, wow. you know, for, for, um, for uh, one year. Mm. So almost uh, one year when this started happening, my wife began to push for this. So I said, okay, I, I, first, my job needs to be here you know and um so but as god will have it because i don't know maybe the lord put this design because all i was just obsessed about is just prayer mm-hmm. praying for canada i said we're okay yeah. let's be content god will do it i know god told me we started our church in the basement but i don't think it's now but it's just the body i have is just to pray yeah. yeah so she's like okay but just tell me give me go i said okay this is what i said to her. i said if you really need this, pray to be. Go and pray. Say, okay, thank you for the permission. So she began to pray. I was asked why praying, she was looking for a realtor. Looking for so she did all the the research and checking all, yeah. you know, and then she found one realtor who told her zero, no chance for you. And she came to me and said, she, she had, told me she had this meeting, she's gonna have this meeting. And she came back and said, How was it? I said, Nope, that's, that's the wrong person. <laughs> I'm gonna look for another one. I said, What's happening? He said, She's just speaking negative, negative. I know there's a way. So, but while she was doing that, my company in Germany called and said, Okay, there's a need for us to move your contract to Canada. <laughs> move your contract to Canada? Wow. So I was like, okay, so um, how is that gonna be? So there are some options that I, said, that I said okay. One option is that because we want you in Germany, but you cannot be in Germany because we allow you to to, to relocate. So either to tell you to stop working for us, which we don't want. Secondly, either to register a company here, you know. Or we have a freelance contract with you, but there's a lot of German law that's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So the only option is that we're going to look for a Canadian HR and payroll company that will employ you on our behalf. We pay them. So that was what they did. So 1st of May, 2022, that was when I started my Canadian like. But still working by the same company. Yeah. So the Lord did that miraculously. So when that happened, so my wife got another rector and then looked at our papers and I said, and he said, yeah, now the broker says, yeah, the mortgage broker said, okay, you guys qualify for a home of 540. 540,000. Good luck in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then I was already moving because I was in UFT. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel College. So I was already changing my school to Whitby, the mm-hmm. Canada Christian College at Whitby. Mm-hmm. So, I said, okay, let's check around Whitby. The saga, no, we cannot, no chance for us with that amount in Mississauga, No chance in Ajax. Whitby, no chance. And then there was this friend of mine who we had New Testament class together. And it's not at Emmanuel, he, he's at Knoss. Must call it. yeah And then I called him, I said, Hey Robin, I have this issue. Like, where, where can I get a home for this amount? He said, hmm, Come to Peterborough. Go to Peterborough. I think it's not, it's competitive, but it's not as competitive as ages and the other areas. So just yeah. look at it. So merely then my wife went searching and then she brought the list of this home she saw in Peterborough. And immediately I saw one of it. I said, I just knew my spirit. I said, okay this is the one she was like how can you be the one saying because you're in this this home was none of your business before but now you're saying yeah yeah why are you trying why are you trying to take take over the yeah this whole thing now i said no i just feel in my spirit now this is the home and then she was like okay i said book appointment with the director so she called the director director said okay no we have to get more because we can't drive two hours just to check on property, there's no chance so we came to Peterborough and then um the day we saw the home from the day we saw that home and when everything was concluded like conclude was six days. Mm. And yeah, that's how we got the home. And um God provided like miracles like, yeah everything. You got it cheaper. Yes, I got it cheaper, should I say that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, so um the the of the owner of the home actually listed the home for almost seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. He got three um, people who put in an offer. For some reason, he just decided, "I want more people to put in an offer." So he brought the price from six hundred something thousand to four ninety nine, four hundred ninety nine point nine nine thousand. Yeah. yeah. Almost like two
0: hundred
1: so two hundred thousand less. less. Yeah. So that she can you can get more the competition. Competition. Be you want it, because you wanted more mm-hmm. money.
0: Yeah.
1: Fortunately nobody beat it. So when we at the time we came, the rector that was marketing the home for him said, Okay, one person promised to bring to bring put in an offer tonight. So if you guys are interested. You can put an offer also, so say okay. Let the person put, and then the next day he called us and said, oh, the person did not put in an offer. So we, were are the only one to put in an offer. And how much? Did you, did you care to know? Five hundred Five hundred thousand. Yes, and then we got a reply back from them and says, okay, a counter offer that. Yeah. We should add five thousand. Five hundred and five thousand was the counter offer. That's okay. yeah. so and um, we delayed, we didn't respond. <laughs> um, the time they gave us to respond for that 505000 mm-hmm. um But the Lord still kept it home for us. Mm. And then we finally responded. When
0: God sets something aside for a purpose, nothing can take it out of His hand. Yeah. And, That's and including
1: true. us. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So that's the story how we came to uh, Peterborough, our God. Mm. Blessed us with this home and now the basement. Wow.
0: David, David, thank you so much for uh, taking time uh, away from your family tonight to to come and and have this conversation. And uh, I have no doubt that with the journey of discovery that you were on, um, that uh, that God is, who has proven himself faithful is going to be faithful in every single step that Amen. comes next and even though that idea of a church for the homeless uh, needs to be unpacked and explored and uh, you know you, you didn't you didn't come this far just just on a, a whim or a curiosity, you came because the Lord has ordered your steps. And uh, so I'm so encouraged that, that God is sending Nigerians, uh, Germans, uh, people from all over the world to Canada uh, to help us to reach our nation for him. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you for you. being here.
1: Thank you. My and
0: God pleasure. bless. Well, thank you, David, for sharing uh, your insights and your heart with us on the podcast. On the next episode, we're going to talk to another David, David Fisher. And David Fisher has been in Peterborough for a long time. And uh, he is uh, part of a community agency. He's, he's the front man uh, on an agency called Friends Peterborough, Friends of Peterborough. And uh, that's a downtown uh, walk-in where they help people uh, doing uh, income tax returns and they help them with resources. And uh, David's uh, got quite a fascinating story and journey. So please come on back next time uh, where we'll learn some more about how God is at work in the streets of Peterborough. Until that time, I'm Kevin Rogers, and you're listening to Sidewalk Skyline Podcasts.